Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Things do change. We set out to have a baby, and instead we have a podcast. So, I- <laughs> you know, to answer your question, who is your daddy? Here you go. Here you oh. go. They did not allow gay men or even single women to do it back then. So we had to pretend like we were married. No. Put rings on and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm going to pray the gay away. A lot of things I see that you post. Uh, I identify with like nothing I did was with malice. It's really sad when they blame the person who's been like brainwashed and manipulated instead of the people who are doing the brainwash and the manipulation. So she says, no, I love being pregnant, but I hate raising them. So you can have You're them. Kidding. Sometimes age can just be like a immediate like dividing people, factor. Yeah. What do you guys have against footwear? Because I notice you always barefoot in every video you guys do. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Who's Your Daddy podcast with Michael and Matt. Hi, Michael. Hi. How are you? Do you like that intro there? Wow, that was so good. Thank you. You're a natural. Professional. Professional. Okay. um, Today, we are talking to Kenny and Armando from 90 Day Fiance. I am Shaking in my boots. Starstruck. No, I'm very excited. I, (laughs) I am really, really, really excited for today's conversation because we're going to learn about the forming of a family from different family units. Families oftentimes have a lot of different structures from the past. Mm -hmm. You might have kids from a previous marriage. You could be divorced or widowed or, you know, there's a lot of different dynamics and life events that occur that can affect the shape of your family. And Kenny and Armando met from different countries, decided that they're going to make it work and- Blended their families. And they blended their families. They both had children. Um, some were older, um, and Armando's much younger and they had to one navigate the fact that they both had kids, their kids being their priority, um, and how to balance that with their need for companionship and love and falling in love and trying to figure out how to like make that work. How can we, yeah. how can we get along with our kids and bring them together so that we're like, in a cohesive family unit so without further ado let's get into it kenny Kenny and armando Armando from 90 90 day Day fiance Fiance. i cannot believe we are seeing you on our screens how are you guys good we're great thank you for having us Um, happy to be here guys absolutely i cannot wait to get into your story if people are unfamiliar (laughs) we say it's our favorite show or one of our favorite shows did i reference 90 day fiance when we recorded <laughs> yesterday in the podcast, yes, yes I 100% did. We do like we watch that. every iteration of it? That is, we do. We 100% <laughs> Even do. Pillow Talk sometimes, I'm like, I just want to hear the commentary. I love it. I, okay. So do you have time for anything else if you're watching all the 90 Day stuff? <laughs> I have no time for anything else. It's None. podcasting, 90 Day Fiance, podcasting. Who eats? That's all we have to do. <laughs> 
right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I eat while I watch 90 Day Fiance. There you go. And I mean, like, that is very accurate. I Not like. Wrong. We have turned down many social events to come home and watch 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> Actually, we kicked not. We've kicked people out of the house. We have kicked people out of the house. We had friends over literally recently, and Matthew's like, well, it's, it's 9, 9 p.m., so I kind of want to just grab a glass of wine. They say, oh, 90 Day Fiance, get out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, they're like, do you watch Vanderpump Rules? No. Do you watch like the Kardashians? No. What no. do you guys What do you guys watch? I don't know. How did, how did we get into it? Pandemic. It was the pandemic. Actually, no. How did we get into that it? That had a lot of people got into oh, it. Oh, yeah. Because oh we God. were home and it came on TV and Michael turned it on and he's like, oh, what's this? And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. There's no way we're watching that. Uh-uh. And... <laughs> and here <Is> that... you are <laughs> here i am three years later you can't get me that, off of it like... i'm like no it took me like a week and then i was like obsessed. the first thing that happens when he sits down and turns the tv on is he tries to find if there's a new version of like anything like single life uh happily ever after other way <laughs> regular 90 day and like if there's that once we go through all the iterations of it and he doesn't find that there's a new episode then, I go then to the we discovery app. then we go somewhere else and you know <laughs> It's like we you're just, like mainlining it. We just got so <laughs> yeah. we just got so into it, and you guys are on two seasons. Yeah, right. Okay, and so we got to like see your whole story. So we know what has been aired on on TV, um, which I think seems like a pretty accurate representation. Hopefully, you guys felt that way too. Um, and we fell in love with you. And when we started interacting online, yeah. we were like, oh my gosh, we have to get them on the podcast because they already have families and now they're blending them. And that's the thing. That's why I was like, I want to talk to Kenny and Armando because I think that is such an important aspect of family mm -hmm. building is when you have previous families and those families come together. And like, that's a big thing that we haven't talked about yet on the podcast. So mm -hmm. I'm so excited for you guys to be here and to actually just like get to know you a little bit more and get to know your story. So, so let's let's just open that up. So we've been talking too much. Um, go ahead. Introduce yourselves where you grew up um, a little bit about yourselves and we'll just go. from OK, there. I'll go first since I'm the elder of the group. I, you know, <laughs> to answer your question, who is your daddy? Here you go. Here you oh. go. <laughs> <laughs> You're my daddy. <laughs> I'm not a sugar daddy. I'm the silver daddy. It is a play on words, right? It's like the gay community has its own thing around daddies. Obviously, like daddy has been around before it had that connotation. So I appreciate you blending both of the, the connotations together. I appreciate that. Um, well, I grew up in Toledo, Ohio, and um, I was going to Florida State for school and I left Ohio. And I knew I had to leave Ohio. I actually started out at University of Toledo and that mm -hmm. I just like back then you just couldn't come out. I just couldn't come out there and I needed to like find myself kind of thing. Yeah. So I yeah. went to school in Florida State and bam, you know, I came out and I wrote my parents a big old letter telling mm -hmm. them about myself. This is before we had, you know, um, cell phones and all that kind of stuff or emails or anything. I'm from way old school, so I wrote a eight-page letter to him. Oh, eight pages? Yeah, and oh then my, my mom called me up and said, don't worry about it, you're fine, and everything was fine for me oh from gosh. that moment forward. But, you know, we're talking about um, families and stuff like that because I always knew I wanted to be a dad. Yeah. I thought at that time, you know, I came out in the 80s, 
and mm. the AIDS epidemic was running That's rampant and everything was really difficult. Yeah. And but I always knew I wanted to be a dad and I had to figure out how am I going to do this? Because surrogacy and adoption, all this kind of stuff was not on the table yet at all for no. us. So how did that happen? Because you have four four kids. Yep. Right? Well, yeah. What happened with me, because um, a lot of people think I got married or something and had kids, which I did not. Oh, um, I didn't know that actually. Yeah. Then you didn't follow my story. Right? I know. I'm so, no, like, I looked this up and it was like he has, you have a son and you have triplet girls, right? Yeah. You're watching Big Ed too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How I did was um, in vitro fertilization was just starting to become a thing early mm. in the 90s. Um, and it was still early on. And I thought, you know what? You know, back then you think, okay, I'm going to like get with a lesbian and I'm going to have children or something like that. And we'll just raise kids together. But I knew I wanted to raise my own kids. I didn't want to share them with somebody, sort of speak. So I thought I'm going to have kids with somebody. I'm going to do in vitro or something like that. And a friend of mine came up to me. She goes, you know, I would have kids with you. And I said, yeah, but I want to raise them and stuff. She goes, no, I love being pregnant, but I hate raising them. So you can have You're them. Kind of no thing. way. So <sighs> we need one of those um, so we bad right a, now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we went to an in vitro fertilization clinic and oh they did not allow gay men or even single women to do it back then. So wow. we had to pretend like we were married. No. We put rings on and all this kind of stuff. We had to have it notarized that we were married, but we never what? really got married. We just pretended like we were. And <laughs> we went through the process and we had my son. And then a couple of years later, we tried oh it again God. and she got pregnant with twins, but she miscarried at four months. And then oh, we wow. tried one more time and boom, had triplets. When you tried it a second time and got triplets, was it like two embryo transfer and then one of them split or? Back then they put a whole, like with my son, they put four embryos in and. The odds were a lot less. The technology's different. So they'd put like extra in. Yeah. No, they, yeah. it was a lot less. And then with when uh, two years later when we did it, they put five in and she got pregnant oh. with twins that then miscarried. And then when I had my daughters, they put six in. Six? And what? three stuck. And I still had nine embryos left. And I promised my mother that they would be donated. So I donated the nine embryos. So I could have others out there somewhere. Um, but they all were given a chance to be put wow. to the right place to hopefully make it. So we'll know. You had four, five, and six. That's how many you implanted? Yeah. Four so how many the, embryos did you start embryos. with? I like can't do that math. Um, I had 24. What? <laughs> I know. Maybe the technology wasn't worse back then. What's really wild for my kids is like all of them were fertilized at the same time. And then like my daughters that were frozen. Yeah. So they were all fertilized in 92. <laughs> wow. That is, that is bonkers. It is. Yeah. Wait, so we... how, so IVF, that was so that was just like an out-of-pocket expense right because like yes but then you guys were you guys pretended you you were married so did her health insurance cover the birth of the kid no it was me saving up a lot of money wow um oh my god taking out a loan things like that but i made it work and then you know i put her on health insurance for late like to have the kids 
but it didn't pay for any of the in vitro and it was really super expensive Jeez. i was poor for a while oh my gosh that's that some dedication amazing. though that is amazing like to be able to go through that like did did you know anybody else who was no doing what's really crazy is um guys like back when i came out in the 80s like starting in 87 88 89 90 i yeah. was losing all my friends everybody was yeah. passing away and i said on the show too and i get goosebumps talking about it but yeah 80 of the people i knew passed away and I went to so many funerals and wakes that I came and tell you. So I kind of lived my life, and that's why I said I'm going to have children. I lived my life for people that I knew that didn't get to this point. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to live my life open. I'm going to do what I want to do. I, if I want to have kids, I'm going to have them. And I'm going to live a decent life for people that didn't get to do it. And I'm going to fight for other people. And that's how I kind of lived my life. So we were able to go to world pride in australia and through that experience we went to um sort of like a a new museum or a new sort of like commemoration of that time period mm -hmm. um and got to t got to talk to um someone who contracted aids and was in the hospital but then is now you know a, you know surviving with with it um and and kind of like you know made it through um and hearing you know, just their experiences with, like you were saying, just all of their friends, so many people that they knew being in the hospital and this people in like so much pain who was like, you can't imagine like the screams. And it's just, it's such a, uh, a hard thing to sort of, uh, hear about, but then like, I mean, to have lived, you know, in that time and have lost so many friends, I think that, that that's always like something that we need to remember is like, perspective really yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. true it was a it was a really rough time for even for the survivors of it because we lost so many and so many families were torn apart and thank god that for um medical advancements now you know yeah. in the whole thing but the 80s and 90s are really super bad and mm -hmm. um so that's why we all have to like really live our lives to the fullest because a lot of people didn't get to do that yeah no absolutely i think that that's an amazing takeaway from and yeah, something that we just need to remember of yeah, like i gotta remind myself of that we're so privileged yeah. uh, you know uh, even though we're even though we're like constantly under attack right it's just like there's <laughs> it's, it's constant like things about people trying to like strip us of rights or make things more difficult for um the but community right now yeah. but it's it's always good to just like be like hey like we're we're at where we're at now and there's more to go but like we've come a long way and we there's there's a lot more that we can do so um yeah that's very inspiring yeah that's what i say like so you know it's really a hard time now again because of everything that's going on right now especially everything like in florida mm -hmm. um that's what we have to keep pushing forward yeah for sure yeah armando you have a little bit of a a different story and i don't know if if um it was talked about and I just don't remember it from the season, but go ahead and like share your story with Hannah. Well, um, mine, mine isn't as fascinating as Kenny's. Um, it's, you know, just <laughs> hey, more the traditional every way. story is important here. Yes, that's <laughs> your right. story together is completely yeah, fascinating. Well, Do not downplay it at all. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, for me, I mean, I, I grew up in San Felipe, Baja, California, Mexico. Um, as I mentioned on the show, it was, it was it's a small town. Uh, my family is very traditional, um, so it was hard to 
be myself, to come out. Um, so I struggled with, with that, you know, for years. Um, at a young age, I knew I had different feelings inside of me. I didn't know what they were because I had no one around me that I could see or learn from or, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. get anything from. So I thought, well, I started like kind of going to church a lot. Yeah. I went, yeah. you know, to the different churches. Um, I ended up becoming a Mormon on my own. My family mm -hmm. is not Mormon. They're, they're Catholics by, what do you call it? Just family tradition. Family yeah. tradition, they're Catholics. Yeah. So I was Mormon, but it was always like in, in the, I was always on the hunt to, be straight to mm. to not be that thing that was bad you know to be yeah. um and so i i just tried tried and would pray 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 you know that i could be straight then hannah's mom i met um she she was a friend of mine i met through another friend we were going to apply for college in mexicali which is the nearest state mm -hmm. and she said you know could you give my friend a ride so she came along Long story short, she became uh, my best friend. We were friends for a long time. And then slowly, you know, we started getting feelings for each other. Mm -hmm. um, I, the, It's always tricky with this because I've gotten, like, hate comments online and stuff saying, like, I used a woman. <gasps> no. But no. I, I don't believe that. I don't see it that way. This was someone that I really cared for, that I, that I loved, right. that I had feelings for. That yes, I was in my own world where I, I thought for a point there in my life that I that I was being blessed by God, that I wasn't feeling this, and I was able to be straight. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, uh -huh. But obviously, that only lasted so long. Um, in that marriage, we you know procreated Hannah. That's how Hannah came about. But I obviously soon discovered that um, I was still gay. You know those yeah, feelings. Right. Right. They don't go away. Yeah. So um, I you know came to terms with it as hard as it was, did come out to her, um, did come out to my family. They were all in denial. Um, my fam my mom as well, my dad. So that kind of pushed me back into the closet because I was like, well, then nobody's accepting, so I can't live like I that, you know, yeah. they still see it wrong. Um, shortly after I did come out, she passed away in an accident like two months oh, later. They had separated. Yeah, yeah. we had separated already. Um, we were, we were, you know, working through co-parenting and stuff. We were on good terms, but two months later, um, she, she did pass away. So that oh, kind of, yeah. at the same time, me coming out kind of made, put that like in the back burner because now it was going through a loss, going through the oh grief. God, yeah. Oh my goodness. So yeah. That, it was never talked about again till it was obviously shown on the show. Where I came out for a second time until, until Canning came around. So Canning's Canning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, wow. a lot of people, like, he did He did get a lot of people saying, oh, you used a woman, you used her. But, you know, so many young, because he was in his early 20s, a lot of young people end up married because they think that's what they have that's to do. That's what they have to right? do. All these other feelings are going to go away and, 100%. you know, everything will be okay. But as we know, it, they don't go away. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't, him or anybody like him can't be faulted because they really do believe because everybody tells them it'll go away, you know, um, just find God or, you know, mm -hmm. you just need to find the right woman, things like that, especially when you're 20 years old. Yeah, and I mean, I, I relate a lot with your story in that sense. Yeah, actually, you know, a lot of things I see that you post, uh, I identify with, you know, I really, because you, you say things or you talk about your past and I was like, I, I could have with you because that's things I felt. 
that's yeah. things I thought as well. And like nothing I did was with malice. Like I didn't get with this with Hannah's mom thinking, you know, I'm just gonna use her or play with her. No. I was really like I said, she was my best friend and I, I started believing like, you know, I think she's pretty, you know, I like her, I like hanging out with her and there was feelings involved. Uh, but obviously it was a whole, you know, thing in my head where I was confused and stuff. And I thought, you know, I was thinking what's right, what's wrong, and, and just didn't know what to do in my life at that point. You no, know, but. That, was, that was me. I was growing up, uh, I, I grew up Catholic, but I went into evangelism, evangelical church, um, even did a stint in the Pentecostal church for a bit. That was interesting. Um, <laughs> but like I was also, yeah, I'm going to pray the gay away. And that was like my goal. I went to a private Christian university. I was dating women up until my junior year of college when I came out. Like I was consistently trying to find a way to prove to myself that I wasn't gay. And that like religion and going into it and, and trying to be the best Christian that I could be. That was like my escape route into um heterosexuality which like that was my goal was to find somebody who was a best friend or somebody who i got along with really well and then maybe i could morph that into some kind of relationship or love to be palatable to the rest of society but like yeah i remember that too like thinking oh if if i just have somebody and we can you know, because they always say, like, marry your best friend, right? And you're like, okay, so maybe I just need to find someone and that we can be best friends and then, like, we'll just connect and it'll just happen yeah. and it'll make sense, right? It's just... Yeah. I even had a pact with one of my friends. I was like, okay, well, if we're 32 years old or whatever and we're not married, then we'll just marry each other. And like, yeah, okay, plan, solidify, yeah. we got this. <laughs> and I'm sorry that happened, like, and that people commented that. I think it's really sad when they blame the person who's been like brainwashed and manipulated instead of the people who are doing the brainwash and the manipulation. And it's like, it's like, you're not, you're focusing on one individual person because it's easy to comment that like under their photo or a video or whatever. Um, instead of talking about like the people who are instilling that and that in you and I causing that. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's not a problem of the person. Like if, if, you were welcomed and you knew people who were out and proud and that was made okay. That like would have made you feel safe in that, that situation. That would have been a whole different story. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's not something that's inherent within the person. It's, it's the person who's learning from everyone around them. And if those people are indoctrinating them with, you know, like you can't live this way, then they will try everything they can to not live that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's yeah Preach. I'm sorry that that that, that <laughs> happens i've actually not seen those uh i didn't i didn't know that i didn't see i don't read those you know those nasties yeah i don't need nasty <laughs> yeah we, we uh we we just put those to the side <laughs> funny story um i went to catholic school my whole life oh yeah and, yeah and when i was in eighth grade i wanted to go to the co-ed catholic school and the nuns told my mother that I was too girl crazy that she needs to send me to the all boys high school, which she did. But it's just because you like to talk to them. <laughs> so I went to all boys high school and I told mom, you're to blame for this now. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like reversing the Catholic guilt. You're like, <laughs> yeah. you're like, you're the one who did this. Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> Usually it's moms, you know, instilling like some sort of Catholic guilt of you like not doing something. Cause I was raised Catholic as well. 
So he's Catholic, 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 Catholic. This um, also sounds like a new Netflix series or something. With the like Catholic the gays. Catholic or, gays. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, boy. That's another thing. We When you say about like, we get comments and we have comments to us like, um, why do you have to be like out there? Why do you have to have pride events? Why do you oh. have to do this? And yeah. we've gotten messages like that. And I said, you know, this is why pride events and representation means a lot for kids yeah. like him when he was young yes, and for exactly. other kids that have trouble coming out, that there's people just like them out there that um, are living normal, great, productive lives and are good people, you know, and this world is big enough for everybody, yeah. you know, um, and so representation means a lot. Yeah. And I, I sometimes lose... Um, that focus i mean we live in a large city in oregon and it's very very liberal um and so we feel safe like pretty much everywhere we go um you know we're probably more like you can kind of forget that there's a lot of places that are not like the place that you live yeah and and it's like and we have like a really big gay community and tons of friends and um like events to go to and it's just I never feel unsafe because of, you know, being gay and being in a, in a relationship. Um, but I forget that like, that is not the norm. And so, um, just reminding yourselves. Yeah. Because like where I raised my kids in St. Petersburg, Florida, it was very diverse, very open. And then I moved to Mexico and it was completely different. Um, it was like really going back in time for me so it was a it was a culture shock in that way and i can understand then why it was so hard for him because they had this macho thing like his father had you know and Mm -hmm. he's the only son he has three sisters so that was really difficult for them as well yeah no absolutely so actually talking about going from florida to mexico let's talk about how you met yeah i kind of love this story because the fact that you were both fathers is essentially kind of what brought you together right we talked about that we yeah we talked about that we're so thankful we both had children because we met Mm -hmm. yeah because of it because we met on a gay father support group on facebook and i had been in the support group for a long time it's just a a group of guys that had children that some had been married some had children you know as a gay man gay couples or it's people like you guys that are thinking about having Mm -hmm. children or how they did it and I had been in it for a few years and he came on like when he separated from his wife and he was looking for a safe space. Yeah, I was I was like still lost and stuff and I had just come out and I was like, are there any gay fathers that exist out there? So I Googled that. Are there any gay fathers? And that group came wow. up. So I wow. joined it. I was on there what was maybe a few months, two or three months. And then someone um, made a, a post gay fathers they had lost their son to a car accident so i gave my condolences in the comment thread you know and um i said you know i i know what you're going through kind of thing like that sorry for your loss this and that and kenny oh i said oh because i said i know what you're going through but then kenny saw my comment and he says it's funny because he never reads other people's posts or comments or anything yeah. but he happened to read mine where i said that i was going through something similar and so he reached out to me and said, oh, sorry about this. If you need someone to talk to, you know, I'm here. Um, so I took his word on it and we started talking a, a lot then, right? Almost every day. There we are. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, 
but we were just friends for um, a good year, like long distance. We just, you know, became Facebook friends and just mm-hmm. um, talked all the time. And it just got more and more frequent. And I was coming over to California for a wedding. And I said, hey, I can come down and meet you if you wanted. You want to hang out? And we, I came down. We met. Um, and then we just hung out for a few days just as friends. And I flew back to Florida. But we felt something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know that. It was just like something really happened. But I thought, (laughs) okay, I got to get this out of my head. We have a large age gap. Um, I live in Florida. He lives in Mexico. And then about 10 days later, he came, you know, he said, I got to tell you something. I really feel something for you. And we just worked it from there. And here we are. Um, almost seven years later. So nothing was said in during the in-person meeting. No, we oh, just wow. met his friends, and you know we, there was a vibe going on. You know we knew something, but I played it cool. <laughs> lots he was of playing smiles, cool, lots we, of blushing. Lots yes, of... <laughs> I'm very shy and stuff. <laughs> like, don't don't stare at me. I know. Oh my yeah, god! Really oh my god. Don't look at me. <laughs> what that. are you looking at? <laughs> like, what do I have? For, what's on me? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I relate to that too, though, in the sense of like you know when you're first meeting and when you've had uncomfortable experiences coming out in the past too, and now you might have like a romantic interest or something, it's a really vulnerable space to be in. And so to like kind of, you know, ease into it and, and just be a little bit shy. Yeah. I like that. Cause we had so many differences. I really, cause I'm really a positive kind of person. I think any, you know, if you put your mind, anything, you can do it. And I was a little hesitant just because like I said, the age difference, you know, I have, kids i already had a grandson mm, um mm-hmm. you know he has a little girl he lives in mexico there was just no way he says and he was the one that's like you know we can make anything happen you know and i really uh-huh. had to like figure him out like if he could really handle this if he could really handle me you know if the age gap could be a problem meshing our two families together yeah. um yeah. there was because he's he's older than my kids but not by a whole lot so I was had all these things going in my brain. Like, how can this manifest? How can it really happen? And, you know, love can really change things. It can really, when you do have love, anything is really possible. Um, and that's how we went with it. And we slowly integrated our families into it because I had a hard time because, like I said, he's only um like five years older than my son and he's nine years older than my daughter so it's really you know he's closer to their age than he is to mine so i slowly started getting them to be friends and i had them you know video chat and stuff and he got to know them that way and then eventually i brought him to mexico with me on vacation to meet him and they just loved him and then he slowly brought hannah over um i think the third time he visited yeah and mm-hmm. I met her and it just was, it just all meshed together really easily. And um, Armada is really a likable person. And I knew my kids would just adore him, which they did. Yeah. So it just all worked out really good. What was their initial reaction when, when you, you know, mentioned, hey, I'm going to meet this guy in Mexico. He's X years old. Uh, and I'm going to see if it, <laughs> I met him on Facebook and I'm going to see if it's going to work. Like, was that a little jolting to them or, <laughs> or well, were they like, know, okay, that's fine. <laughs> well, what it was like when I first met him, 
it was just friends. I said, oh, you know, mm -hmm. I had told them, like, oh, I met this guy online, it's Armando, that we're just friends, you know, and I showed him pictures, and they're like, oh, he's cute, he's nice, blah, blah, blah. We never <laughs> talked about the dates or anything. Then I met him, and oh, how was that? Oh, yeah, we had a great time. And then it got to be more, and so I said, you know, we're starting to have feelings for each other. They knew he was younger than me, but I never told them age. But mm, they knew fine. he had a daughter, so they were just thinking he was a little yeah, bit okay. older. Yeah. And then actually right before I was moving here and it actually was showed on the first season, I told them what them, what his actual age was. And they were like, Oh, and that was okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. It took him a second, but they had already met him. They've already liked him. And I think they thought he was like, maybe like late thirties, but he was really early thirties. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> they handled it pretty good. But I think that, I think that's a testament to like, let me show you what we have and then I'll let, and then you can like talk about the age. Cause I think sometimes age can just be like a immediate, like dividing factor. Yeah. A, a dividing factor. People are like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. Red flag. Right. Like, stop there. Yeah. Stop there. Which and, is so funny. Cause I'm like seeing it on current episodes of 90 day fiance. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> in the opposite way, you and, know? Like, <laughs> yeah. And would you say it's more normal in the gay community to have, I see a lot of couples with like, pretty big age gaps probably I, more normal i don't think people in the gay community feel like it's a that big of a deal but i don't know more well, common you know yeah. we have a lot of actually we have a lot of straight people that reached out to us and have large age gaps oh, sure. i mean okay. i think it's everywhere it just happens yeah. and the thing is we met organically i we neither one of us were looking for a relationship yeah. i had just gotten really out of a long-term relationship that was with someone that was my age range and we're still friends today, but mm -hmm. um, I wasn't looking for anything, and either was he. And I know mm -hmm. a lot of people think, oh, like, I was I had to come to Mexico to get some young dude or something like that. And I said, there are young no. dudes in Florida. I didn't need to come to Mexico to find one. <laughs> you know? But, <laughs> um, but people really get that in their brain. Yeah, but it really was just a love You're like, connection. honey, I could have made a TV show about my life before this. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> really, it was just organically that happened. Sometimes things happen like that. You know, you don't set them up. You're like, we weren't yeah. looking. It just kind of landed in our lap. And we've gotten a lot of love really online because I thought, oh, my God, we're going to get so much hate because just for being gay, we're one of the, you know, the first gay couples to be on 90 Day Fiance. Mm -hmm. um, and the age gap was going to be a big deal to people. But it really was the opposite. We got a lot right. of support. And sure. So we were really happy about it. So it just shows you that there's a lot more open minds out there than what we realize. Mm -hmm. and actually, because of our story, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of straight people think out there that gay people are just always riding a parade in a Speedo, <laughs> apps on, and all that kind of stuff. They don't realize that, you know, people are just living normal lives. Yeah. And we've had a lot of people that said they now accept their son or their daughter because they wow. see like yeah. they can really have a normal relationship. Yeah. They can have a family if they want to have a family. Anything was possible. Seeing something normal instead of like a, yeah, just rainbow paint everywhere and like speedos and party. <laughs> yeah. and it's like we don't have like Poppers. phone parties inside of our house like 24 seven with like we're not <laughs> farting glitter all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just when we do, we do it really well. 
Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, wait, exactly. what? Why? Why am I not partying like that? And then you it's know. all about branding, <laughs> branding people, branding. Um, can we talk a little bit? I am a little like I don't know how casting for these things work. Like, how? I mean, so you're both fathers. You're like starting this new relationship, and now you get approached to go on a show or like, and then how did you decide to actually do it? Like, what was that conversation like? What happened with us is I used to be a fan of 90 Day Fiance. I used to, I started watching <gasps> him with Danielle. You remember Danielle? Mm. She was like just crazy on the show and she got me into the show. She's on the, like the second season of 90 Day Fiance. So okay. I, I've watched it for a few years and I would tell him about it once we started talking. He had no clue what it was. I said, oh my God, these people are this or these people that. It was because we were in different countries too, but he always say like, there's these crazy people on TV. They do the stupidest things, this and that. So we, <laughs> we should do that. All... I love this. I love this so much. <laughs> and who was Danielle dating? I'm trying to remember if I know. I don't know if we got in that early. I feel like Angela, like the first time... Like Angela, Angela and I was, was just like, oh, oh my gosh, yeah. this is yeah. television. And Big yeah. Ed, I watched all the Big Ed stuff. That yeah, but was he was later. Too. That was later. I was in a few years before that. But then right when I was getting ready to move to Mexico, I, I was leaving in a couple months. The other way premiered. And I said, hell, that's exactly what I'm doing. You know, oh, I'm my just, God. <laughs> light bulb. Yeah, a light bulb went off. So I told him about it. So he then Googled it and he went on YouTube and saw some of it. I said, I looked and they have a casting thing online. And I said, should I just apply for it for the hell of it? He goes, yeah, but nothing's going to happen. They never call you. Yeah. And I applied uh, and within an hour, I got a call. No an hour. way. An hour. Um, and I started talking to him. I said, I think they're really interested in us. And he's like, oh my God, I don't know if, if I can do this because he <laughs> yeah. still had to come out and all that kind of stuff. And then it, really got real that I started talking to producers and things. Oh, um, oh my god! And I think a lot of it was TLC was wanting to cast the right gay couple, I guess. Mm. What is the right gay couple? I don't know. But we had this mm. age gap. We had some things that probably were intriguing. But a lot of it, I don't think they thought maybe I was not going far enough away. I wasn't going to, you know, Ethiopia or oh, South sure. Okay. But, you know, I'm still going 3,000 miles away from where it was. I don't speak the language. You know, it's a different culture. And they saw something us, our producer did. And so we finally agreed to it and it took a few months, but that's Jeez. how it is. I mean, he moved to the Midwest I, from I Seattle and that thinking, was a huge like, culture shock. I kind so of feel like distance doesn't too. matter. And when, when I moved over, I had only known him for what, two months, two and a half like months? Two months, yeah. Wow. So it, it was, and we met online. <laughs> through our coming out videos on YouTube. So it was this whole, it was like, he posted the video response. I watched it. And then we met up six weeks later in Seattle. And it was this meet and greet. We didn't have cameras or TLC there, but it was, <laughs> but there was drama. And then I went and visited you in Nebraska. Yep. And then I drove out a couple months later. He flew back out and we drove together across the wow. country. So I could he live in Nebraska yeah, moved for like four halfway years. across the country, like three months after we met. And he was like, culture shock. Uh, between Seattle and Nebraska. Yeah, so I think, was... I think, I mean, going like from Florida to Mexico, I mean, like a whole different country, a whole different language. I think that's, yeah. there's so much to explore there. I don't think you have to go to, you know, 8,000 miles away or whatever no. to get, to get like a good, you know, representation of like a different life. When I moved here, it was a lot like stepping back in time because just with 
um, as far as being out and gay here in Mexico, it was not the same as where I came from. And I know there's parts of America that are still tough. And Florida's going back in time right now, Literally. too. But it was a culture shock for me in that aspect, for sure. It took a little bit. And I don't know if you remember on the show, like we were called a homophobic slur when we were out eating and two of my oh, daughters yeah. were here. And they had never, because where we grew up, they never had any problems. With, they never heard anybody call me a name mm -hmm. or anything. They never had any problems in high school. They, you know, everybody in their school knew I was gay. I was a cheerleading coach um, at their high school and Amazing. stuff. And had a problem until we got here and they heard it for the first time. And it was really shocking for them that this really is. I never really like prepared him for it, to be yeah. honest. And it was mm -hmm. a shock for them. And no, the boomers did not set that up. No, they didn't. It really happened. Jeez. Oh, you do not have to set up a homophobic slur. Like that is <laughs> more commonplace than I think people. A lot of people admit. thought that. They're like, oh, that was set up. That was fake. But no, no. no. Uh, no. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When we went into the deciding to do this, we said we're going to be absolutely ourselves. We're not going to manufacture anything. We're not going to do play any games like that. We're 100% ourselves. And what's really shocking to me was I was never a crier ever until this <laughs> thing. I know it's really crazy. My kid said, I've never seen you cry before. But it was like, it really was. A crazy thing because there's so many mixed emotions mm -hmm, and right. things all colliding at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, leaving my family, my grandson, it was just an unbelievable time for me. Jeez. Um, I mean, that's a huge life change. Sorry, I was just gonna say it was like, like Kenny says, a, a lot of emotions, and we've even we've talked about it and how the show for us, for us, really was like a therapeutic because we were able to say things and do things that we probably wouldn't have done. Like I even had conversations with my family that I would have never had. Right. Or yeah. said, you know, so it really, for us, it was a positive to do the show for sure. That totally makes sense. Did either of you yeah. have a history of going to therapy for any like time period? No. When I came out, my mom took me to one therapist, whatever, but that was like oh, one. Okay. Did you Kenny? And the therapist said, there's nothing wrong with him. He's gay. Yeah. And we oh, great. Oh, off that's good. And like, okay. she's, not, she's not a good therapist. We'll come back to clearly doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Did you Kenny ever like have like, like individual therapy sessions for any reason? No, well, I think, um, I think somebody just sitting you down and being like, how do you feel about this? Like, how are you doing? Yeah. Like, 
if if you don't have an experience with that and that's what they do throughout the show you know what i mean because you have to sit in front of a camera and they have to like they ask you about things yeah what's your perspective on it and i think just being able to sit down and reflect and given the space to do that yeah then you're like then you're like oh crap i'm having to think about things and i'm assuming they ask like pretty good questions right like yeah that's the truth like when you see our interview sessions they're hours and hours and hours and you only see a little bit of it Mm -hmm. um and it is therapeutic like you said yeah um I think a lot of ways I was probably his therapist in a way when during his journey because I had been there, done that. So I think I helped him along the way and I shoved him a little bit. And but I said mm-hmm. to him and I say this to a lot of people that even talk to me online is like, you know what? It's very scary to come out. It's very uh, intimidating. But once you do it, oh, my God, when you get to the other side and you release yeah. those chains and that monkey off your back, yeah, you and live a life that's so freeing and anything is possible. And anybody that's really supports you and really loves you, they're going to come along for the ride. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not everybody's going to support you or be on board right away. And a lot of people, you know, other people need time to adjust to it too. Mm-hmm. And you have to give them the space to adjust to it. Yeah. And his family needed time for that. And they really have come a long way. And this show really did help his family a lot because it made them talk like they'd never talked before. And it really mended a lot of things for their, for his family. I, I really think that's believe. like such that's pretty incredible. an incredibly uh, like thoughtful or like refreshing thing to hear that like, yeah, a reality television show like really did helped good people. You know what I mean? I think yeah. um, there's obviously a lot of connotation around reality TV and how it, how it can, affect people or like just be damaging what in it general. can do to people's personalities so that they become like a character outside of themselves, um, yeah, yeah. which we never, I mean, I never saw with you guys. And I think that's why we loved you so much is because we were like, they are like, they're just real. And they're like, oh, yeah. they're showing people a shining star. And I think you're, and I don't <laughs> remember, like, but I feel like, it. I feel like your season, you guys were so reasonable in like talking things out and everything that you had to discuss. And Michael so, and I were just like, yes. And they were like, yes. yes. And yes, everybody, yes. all the straight couples were a freaking mess. And I was like, <laughs> you guys go. I was like, yeah. they're just like, good representation. I love it. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah. they're like literally showing people how to be in a relationship and like, this is how I feel. And, oh, I hear you. And this is how I'm going to respond. And we're going to talk this out. We're going to wow. figure it out. I'm like, this sucks right now. And, like, yeah, you should be having those feelings because th- that's hard. And a lot of stuff is going on. And I was like, get, get it. <laughs> I was like, that's really great to hear from you guys because that, that's, you know, we try to do that and um, for sure. And a lot of it when we're talking about children and stuff because – um, I came into an already established relationship with him and Hannah, mm, right? right? He had been parenting as a single parent for a few years. So me jumping into the step-parent role was really foreign to me yeah. because I've been a father to four children, so coming yeah. as a step-parent. And we did have some struggles with that. That was one of the our main struggles was how are we going to co-parent this kid? Yeah. Um, because I parented different than he was because I had four under four. I had three the same age. So I had to do a little bit more military style. You know, they didn't get everything we wanted. Right. Um, I had to keep things structured more, you know, so I wouldn't go insane. I think I'm um, remembering a little bit of this on the season. Yeah, I think so. Keep too. going. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. And he, you know, was more give her what she wants. 
economy <laughs> as she ran the show. Good cop, so bad cop. had to balance that out. And it took some time. And it wasn't overnight. It took a good year to really get that situated. And now it's really good. So that was the main difference was just like the parenting style of like, yeah, you're used to handling four under four. You're used to handling only child. Big differences there. And just like I had to ease (laughs) off and realize you raising one child is way different than raising four. Um, So I had to ease off and then he had to be a little more structured on it. So we met in the middle and that's what makes a great relationship is when you meet in the middle and you consider each other's feelings. Yeah. And we always say, we always try to give 51%, not just a 50-50. If you each try to give a little bit more, then it works for the both wow. of you. Oh, that's really good advice, actually. Is there I, something... I appreciate that, Is the there... 51%. Just go just a little bit beyond, because like if you expect to, to break it down 50-50, then it's never going to work, because you're like, that person's not giving their 50%, and then you feel slighted. But if you get 51%, be like, I'm just doing extra. <laughs> no, he did like um, one time say, like, you can't give her everything. You can't go to the store and buy and buy her something every single time. But I swear, every single time he goes to the store, he brings <laughs> Hannah something. I'm like, that's what he just pretty told me not to do. <laughs> well, she's so cute. <laughs> she is. She so is. Kenny's also learned to just she, like, be a giver. <laughs> She's really a good kid. So really, um, it worked out good there that she was really a good kid. But, you know, you can really spoil a kid to where they're rot. Mm. And and I didn't want to to have that for her because it would just be bad for her later in life, you know, when they think they get everything they want. Um, So I said, you know, she has to work for it. You know, she has to do chores. She has to do this, which she never did before. And it really worked out for her benefit. She's becoming really mature and, you know, it just... I think was the right thing. So how did you decide, you know, when you're starting a relationship, you're thinking about blending families, obviously, cope, you know, your uh, Kenny's kids are older. Armando has a, a young daughter deciding where to live. Was that mostly based around, you know, where Hannah had grown up and kind of like keeping her in the same spot and keeping that like structure? Was that the biggest part of it or was it was it just easier to move to mexico than moving to the u.s or like can you talk about trying to decide like where to live yeah that was uh definitely a big part was thinking of hannah uh more so because of uh losing her mom um Mm -hmm. i didn't want to and it was actually kenny told me you know told me i don't think we should move her from country she should stay close close to family close to her grandparents her mom's side of the family. Her mom's yeah. side. Yeah. But I, I obviously was very um, touched by the fact that he brought that up to me. And I was like, you know what? It makes total sense. And I don't want that for her. I don't want her to, to feel lonely. I want them to be close to her still. Right. Uh, that's why we decided to, to stay in Mexico. Or that's why he decided to come here instead of us going to America. But yeah. I also said, I can move to your town. We have to move a little bit out. <laughs> <laughs> so we moved, he, we moved like three and a half, four hours from where his parents live, but it's drivable, you know, when yeah. you can see each other and all that. Yeah. And, and there you so, go, like coming ag- again in the middle, you know, like, yeah, exactly. both of you giving a little bit, being able to. And I, I also didn't want to live in my hometown because it's like, so small, small and, you know, starting a relationship with a guy and stuff. I kind of wanted a fresh mm-hmm. start in a new place and sort of yeah. ease off slowly being in used to being with a man because it was 
again, my first relationship. It's so. nice to have a little anonymity, you know, when you're going through a lot of changes, probably. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. What was, oh, I had a thought. Do you have a thought? I had a yes, thought. Yes, I, I have it. many thoughts. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. Oh, I, my okay. thought came back. Um, <laughs> Kenny, but Kenny, your um, kids were, had feelings, right, about, moving because you had lived in the same town for a long time or you'd been really really close to each other like they would come over to your house etc like and back and forth is that right when i met armando and that um i was all my kids were living with me still living um, with you whoa all in the same house yeah in my house we were all all my kids still lived at home when i first met armando my one daughter was 19 um and she okay. just had baby so I actually had a grandson, too, living there. And slowly my son moved out and a couple of my daughters moved out during the time. But all within a few minutes of where they grew up in the house. But I still had my one daughter and her son living with me um, until the day I moved here. Which was really hard for her. My goodness. So that's very close to home. And it was hard for me to leave because I was um, helping her raise her son. And we were really tight, really close bond with him. He was probably the biggest heartache I had leaving yeah. was leaving my grandson because he was not even four yet. And we were so tight and it was just really, really hard. Um, but they had feelings about it. They weren't. Because usually like the kids will move off, right? They'll move to a different city. They'll right. go to college somewhere. They'll do this. And here I felt like I was abandoning them, even though they're all adults. They were all in their 20s. But... I was the one moving away. So it was hard and mm -hmm. I did have guilt for it, but I also realized they're adults. I did my job. I raised them. They're all smart. They're all doing well. Um, so I have to still live my life, you know? And yeah. I also tell them even today because I'm raising a new family with Hannah and I'm, um, have Armando now and everything like that. I'm not some old guy that's going to ever be sitting on a porch. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to retire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you got a daddy that's a little bit different, you know, than the normal one. Um, and they they kind of gotten used to that more now because I think they thought, you know, I'd always be around. I'd always be there sitting there with the grandkids. Mm -hmm. But I still live a different kind of life. I live a 30-something-year-old life, even though I'm not anymore. But... Um, so they're, they've come to terms with all that. That's awesome. I feel, yeah, that's important. It, it brings up a good point of like, you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of other people in that sense. And, and, you know, yeah. this move is a good thing for you because mm -hmm. it, it gives you a family. It gives you Armando and that's super important. Like <laughs> if you were to stay in St. Petersburg and in that position, like, yes, you'd, you'd have your family close by, but there'd be a significant part of your life missing. So yeah. being able to like find that balance and say, I'm going to be a much happier person and live a better life here in this way. And that's going to give you more energy to give back to your kids. So I get it. We were actually in a long term, like we were friends for a year and then we were in a long term relationship for almost three and a half years. And a lot of people can't handle a long distance relationship that long. That's mm -hmm. a long time. And mm -hmm. through four and a half years of knowing each other, we only spent 50 days together. But a long distance relationship can work if you're really both in it, you're both truthful, you're both committed, and you both live your life where you keep in contact during the day, you let 
you know, you talk in the evening like you do when you come home from work and you just talk a different way. You're video chatting or right. whatever, texting, yeah. and really committed ourselves to that. And I took a longer time coming because I had a hard time leaving them. And he was getting frustrated at the, the last year, like, when are you going to move? When are you going to move? But my um, grandson had to have a couple operations. I just wasn't ready yet. And he went back and forth with getting frustrated, but he understood. And when mm -hmm. I left, it was the right time. When you arrive in Mexico and Armando, you're trying to welcome somebody in and you're so excited he's moving there. Um, what were some of the like, oh, this, I did not expect this, like moving <laughs> here. Or like, what were some of the, like the growing pains? Like, it's like so great. But then at the same time, you're like, well, yeah, that's how we do things here. Like, you're like, I <laughs> <laughs> think there was something well, with food that came up. Oh, I think there was, uh, oh, obviously oh, we're, we're trying oh. to learn Spanish, right? Well, he, as seen on the show, he is a germaphobe. So a little bit. <laughs> I, identify. I, I love, <laughs> I love, love, love street food. And I always sound yes. the dirtier it looks, the tastier it is. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't, he doesn't want to stop at Give any of those. Give me those elotes. <laughs> well, you know, it's like they use their hands. They just take the meat. They put it on there. I said, how do you know he just didn't come out of the bathroom itching his balls and he's throwing <laughs> you that meat at, at taco, you know? That's what went through my mind. <laughs> I've gotten a lot better, and yeah. I just had to like take that out of my brain. We were actually at a restaurant recently, a very nice restaurant, and I, the, and so we sat. I don't know at what he's talking the, about. We <laughs> sat at what they called like the chef's counter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah. so we got to like watch them cooking, and they were they were like grabbing all sorts of things like just with their hands, and it's like super nice restaurant in like like wine country, California. But I was like, wait, is that normal? But Matthew I was, was like, like, no, you have, I was I'm, like, it's just weird. They don't how have you cook. On. Like, how, how, how yeah. else? Like, do you expect them to be grabbing these things with like plastic all over? But and then like, I was like, oh, I guess maybe not. You don't want to know like, what goes on in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's better that that's like hidden and then it just yes, shows up at my table. Exactly. And I'm like, I'll survive this. <laughs> yeah. We, we, like, when you talk about differences, like when I came here, because I'm older, I was more set in my ways, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think. It took some time for him to get used to that. And it took some time for me to let loose a little bit and to give up control of some things because mm -hmm. I was used to being in control mm -hmm. of my family and everything. Mm -hmm. I came into a new situation where I couldn't be in control all the time. Um, I couldn't just do things the way I wanted it. And we had a little bit of struggle with that too. I mean, moving to a new place is relinquishing a lot of control. Yeah, so I get that with culture shock because it changes everything yeah. from the climate that you're typically used to being in to, I mean, yeah, going from like a super humid climate to a super dry climate. I like my skin starts cracking. I get unpleasant. <laughs> I like, you know, might get a sinus infection or something because the air is dry. I remember like in Nebraska in the wintertime, I would always get sinus infections because of like yeah. the dryness of the air. Nebraska but, like, is the worst. Things like that you can't control. But then also just the culture and and the way of everyday life is completely different and you have no control over that. So it is disorienting. You are also learning how to now be a, a parent to a younger child, but that younger child didn't speak your language, correct? Like she was still learning English. His English is perfect. I know. You and, you, yes. and you learned English by like watching TV. Is that right? That's and, right. Yeah. Because I, 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 I remember watching the show and I was like, this his uh, there's no accent this is ridiculous but you and your sister would watch tv right 
when I first started talking to him, though, he had a little accent. There was words and things he did. But I catch on. I, I like to listen to, like, how you pronounce things and stuff. So I, I catch on. Wow. Like, it's, I'm, like, remarkable. I'm big on grammar. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a big on. Uh, the grammar police. Yeah, I tell him <laughs> how to spell things. Like, what kills me is when people don't know how to do the they, their, they, you uh, know, they are, your, your. All that. So I'm big on that kind of stuff, so I think this is part of me that. That's funny. Know. But he didn't teach his daughter English. And I said, how do you, does you not teach your daughter English when your English is so perfect? So she speaks English great now. And that was my problem here coming, because I'm dyslexic. And learning oh. another language is almost mm. impossible for me because yeah. of my age and being dyslexic and having learning disability. It is like unbelievably so hard. hard. Well, I give up a lot of independence because I depend on him a lot yeah. for telling people things I want to say or we'll have a painter come in or something like oh that. My and he has do all the talking and I'm like, tell them this, tell them that. And you know what? <sighs> when Spanish people talk, they're like this. And it's a five minute conversation. I said, what did he say? And he'll say it in two seconds. I'm like, he said way more than that. <laughs> right? you know? Like, what is he not telling me? <laughs> what are you telling me? He said it's going to take three days. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, there's no way. That's awesome. uh, um, and then at the same time, going into this new role as stepdad, what would you, like, you were mentioning earlier the adjustments that you guys were making as far as your parenting styles and your communication. What else would you recommend to others who might be entering into a situation like this? Like or What are good conversations to have, you know, if you're stepping into... Or just what would you recommend to somebody who's yeah. mixing families? Well, yeah. First, you have to get was, like, because sometimes you'll have like one that has a kid and somebody that doesn't have a kid. Yeah, mm -hmm. You got to make sure the person likes children. And I think that's one thing that drew us to. And what you always say is like, he fell for me too because he thought I was a good parent and a good dad. And I felt he was. That kind of brought us together. Mm -hmm. But you always have to listen to each other. And you always have to give something and because you want to take something out of it, but you got to give something too. And you got to give up some and you got to yeah. take some. All a meshing um, mechanism there that you really have to be able to compromise. Compromise. Yeah. Compromise. It is a that's lot. a good word. It's hard. A lot of times it's easier said than done to compromise. As you guys know, you're in a relationship. Yeah. Compromise sometimes is really a difficult thing. Even without oh. kids. You know, but you just, you have to give it up. And it took me a while. I really had to give a lot up and realize I just can't have everything my way. And, and that including, you know, raising Hannah. So with people that are thinking about having children, you have to have a discussion about it, how you want to raise them. If you're coming into somebody that has a kid already, you have to talk about it. Um, one thing that will go further now is when we were talking long distance, we talked about having, if we wanted more children or not, and I was an absolute no on it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. And he said the same thing. I'm done, I'm we done. We did have the conversation. We did have the yeah. conversation. Mm -hmm. But then after I moved here, we got going um, in our relationship. Then he came up with the bright idea, like, I'd like to have a kid with you. <gasps> yeah. Now we're like yeah. in our environment. I see how he is with Hannah. I see, you know, just the way he acts. At home, so I, I started seeing something else where I was like, "Oh my God, I'd love to see him as a dad and be able to share 
what every couple that gets in love and gets together oh gets to enjoy. So then those feelings started, you know, awakening in in me. Mm-hmm. And so then that's why it came up again. You know, that's why I brought it up to him again. That's the end of the show. But we, we had had the conversation, you know, because um, that's another thing that a lot of people said, like, oh, my God, didn't they talk this bit out before? Mm-hmm. We did, you know, but, but in Spain, yeah. Yeah. yeah Is there any, like, news to share on that conversation, like, going forward? Or are we still sort of, like, we're still talking about it? There's still decisions to make? We'll say this for now. Um, we we have been filming. There are stuff coming up on us that you'll see sooner than later. Okay. Um, oh, exciting. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> there are things coming up. And you're gonna see a different side of us in a lot of ways um, that surprised us. Um, that's one thing about a relationship too. It's, there's always new things that seem to come out and evolves. Things change. There's a different dynamic. So a lot of that is gonna be seen. Not everything's perfect and good. Um, so, but I you know, people. Wait. There's always growing pains. You know, people that are together twenty years, you can't just sit idle. You know, no. you have to grow even oh, totally. yeah, yeah. if you've been together a long time and other people's feelings change and people want this or people want that, like he wants to have a kid and things like that. So then you have to figure out how do I fit into this? How can I make his dreams come true? And how can he still keep me happy? Right. So um, things you're going to see some things like that. I, oh my god, I cannot. <laughs> okay, so first of all, I'm gonna set a reminder in my phone for the new season. <laughs> and then second of all, the um yes, things do change. I remind myself of this every day. We set out to have a baby and instead we have a podcast. So <laughs> I t- <laughs> And it does kind of feel like a baby in a lot of the ways. And you know, we're we're practicing compromise day to day. I'm just thinking of the tagline like we wanted to have a baby, but here's our podcast. <laughs> we got a podcast. Oh, uh, uh, it, it feels like what's a the lot other of day? The other day when what's you were painting, day? girl. Do you want to talk I, about compromise? Oh, you want to talk about compromise? Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna tell the story real quick. Oh, the compromise was that? It was like Sunday. I, I don't know. Did we go and have breakfast with somebody, and then you were gonna go? No, I didn't have breakfast with anyone. Why, where did we drive separately to? Oh, oh, we were doing photos. Uh, oh. oh. So we went and we had to do photos for something, and we drove separately because then he was gonna go to a day party, That's disco right. party, and I was gonna come home and I wanted to paint our bedroom because it was driving me nuts, and so I started at four p.m. and I move all of our stuff in our bedroom and i'm like getting it done i'm just listening to podcasts it takes me forever Uh like literally four walls 10 by 14 room it's not big and he thinks that he is a little angel for letting me do that when i was the one who painted <laughs> I mean, for that was eight my compromise. hours Meanwhile, and the compromise was that he let me paint for eight this. hours and did no help he so, didn't even ask me for help because he knew. Look he at that fifty-one percent. Like <laughs> I always act like I t- like I'll screw it up. Oh, I can't do it. Oh, let me just do it. <laughs> okay. We, That's the thing. If I tried to help, Michael would be like, "Oh, let me just do it." And I'm like, because I wouldn't eh. be doing it right. I'm like, eh, I'm good. You can do something else. <laughs> it, it was here. that morning, and we were, I'm like listing off things that we need to do today. I'm like, we got so much to do. We got stuff to do for the podcast. Blah blah blah. And Michael's like, oh, you know. 
I think I'm going to paint the bedroom today. Well, my sister. Like, where does that come from? So my younger like, sister. This is where it comes from. Completely out of left field. So my younger, youngest sister, younger, only younger, um, sister is coming to visit and she's not been here for five years. Therefore, Michael goes crazy. They're bringing both their kids and they're going to have to stay in our room because there's like, so we need to remodel the house. Space. And I was <laughs> like, this space. room looks dingy. Whoever, whichever straight person decided on this color is freaking awful. It was eggshell. It's like it's an like, off white. It was like so he painted the walls from off white uh, to white to like bright white, <laughs> nice and clean. All the baseboards are now pretty again. They don't have all the scuffs and scratches. I rearranged the room back to the way that he liked it because I had kind of like messed it up before. Anyways, that's and, she's and coming this weekend, and story. I was like. They're going to stay in this room, and I just want it to, like, look nicer. And that was my Yes, my, this my is the motivation. second time that he's completely rearranged our, our, our master bedroom. Look at, they're like our... In two months. We just, like, inserted them to be, like, our therapist. You're we now our therapist. To them. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I didn't I didn't know. I didn't know pad when he crossed my legs. Okay. Yeah, and right? How'd that make you feel? And how'd that make uh, you feel? I mm-hmm. slept by myself in the guest room downstairs in our, our primary bedroom. While the paint was drying. Is right above the... <laughs> right above the guest room and you can hear like when people walk around upstairs and he was up until midnight moving things around and cleaning up in there and i had i I came up and i was like michael i love you but it's midnight we have work tomorrow can can we finish this tomorrow (laughs) i'm uh it was definitely like me turning into my mom moment he is Um, his mother's child yeah like my mom will (laughs) Like I had friends over one time and she was like, we like went to sleep or something in this, this basement room. And then we, we all like woke up at like 4am. Like what is going on? My mom's painting a bedroom at 4am and, or like cleaning something at 4am or like starting to like bake something at like, or she'll bake until like 2am or 3am sleep for an hour and then wake up and like literally him. And the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Not literally me, but like, uh, you're in, becoming. That, in that situation, it like it like clicked on of like I need to get this done, and it doesn't matter how long it takes. <laughs> anyway, hey, I have a com- question. How do we get on this? Yeah, 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 question. Compromise. I- Cheapers. What do you guys have against footwear? Because I notice you always barefoot in every video you guys do. <laughs> in every video <laughs> or photo. Oh, I, that's, <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> I do you actually, need to go find me in eight shoes. I, I think do. we actually did just get shoes. I would and- love a pair of shoes. If you could get me a <laughs> pair, I will sport them around. No. Footwear doesn't perform as well as. Oh my God. <laughs> Come on. I never wear shoes. No, Matthew, Matthew like grew up not wearing shoes outside yeah. and the bottom of his feet tell the story. Um, and Man, so, that's so rude. And he can like, he could walk on any type of rock. They could be sharper than sharp and he'll <laughs> just walk across it. No big deal. Meanwhile, I have like baby bottom feet. I was always in footwear, oh, not in the house, his but it's, it's because so sensitive. It's, it's because the difference between night and day between his feet and my feet. I don't think, like I was always told, like take your shoes off at the door. So if we're filming inside, then I'm never wearing shoes because it was always taking. Yeah, shoes I don't off wear shoes door. on in the house in general. He doesn't wear but shoes then, like, ever. I don't I, wear. I if unless I'm going somewhere that I need to wear shoes, I'm not going to wear shoes. I could walk across the most comfortable looking rocks in the world, and it would kill me. I'm like, ow, 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 ow. 
He was a mountain goat in a different life. Seriously, yeah. he, was. But, he was. But that's the thing. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm constantly in the backyard and in the front yard and back and forth. And so I just go barefoot. Um, and then when we're shooting or filming inside, I'm like also barefoot. So I'm just like, I'm not going to fake this. I'm not going to put on. And then I feel awkward if I have socks on and I'm like, uh, I just, I don't know. It feels claustrophobic. So There's a market for, you know, foot fetishes out there. You can make some money. <laughs> hey, if it can help us pay for our baby, sign yeah. me up. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, uh well. Um, this, has, this has spiraled. I'm sorry. So, co-parenting. I could be your therapist and your manager. Done. Yes. Hired. Hired. Okay. I think we have st- taken enough of their time today talking about our feet and painting our house. Mm. Um, so, anyway, where can people find you? You guys can watch us on 90 Day Fiance the other way, which is going to come out soon, as we said. Yay. Um, and also find us on social media. My Instagram is Armando underscore 90 day. Um, mine's Kenneth underscore 90 day. And I'm on Twitter at can K N underscore Tampa Bay. And you nice. also have a website. Oh yeah. We have, um, we have a shop, Kenny mm-hmm. It does really that. well. We have all kinds of stuff on there. So check that out too. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so <laughs> much, so much for Thank coming on both. the podcast and, your faces are going to be somewhere uh, soon, um, like we teased earlier. Well, you guys, really good luck with your podcast. Like I said, you guys are super likable. You guys are really great guys. Oh, you can thanks. just tell by your videos. Oh, you guys gosh. are funny. <laughs> you guys have a really great dynamic. We love watching you guys. So. Oh. And good luck on your journey as well. Yeah, Thank you. Sure. Yes. Yeah, we Hopefully. are. Next Fingers year crossed. Or the year after. Next steps. We're not sure. Yeah, we'll so. see. We'll see. Amazing. Yeah. Just keep, always keep positive. Keep smiling. You guys got it. Okay, wait. I'm so sad that they don't live here. I want to be their friends every day. I love talking to people, but then I hate talking to people because it just makes me sad that they're not here. Oh, I get that all the time where I'm like, wait, you're so cool. We would be such good friends. Why don't we? Li- <laughs> why don't you live here? Well, this was great. I learned a lot. Um, I love their story because... They did defy a lot of odds in the sense of like, yeah, when they first met, they had a lot of mountains to get over um, <laughs> physically and mentally, mentally and, and emotionally and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that like Kenny's kids all lived in the house with them together. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember like, in, I, like around that time. They seemed so, I think it was because they seemed so like mature Yeah, and like sometimes it's, there's such a, a blurred line between like somebody could be like 20 and somebody could be like 28. Like, I feel like that Like once you hit twenties, like sometimes you're like, wait, how old are you? Like you're way older than I thought, or you were younger than I thought. So I just, I don't know if that was ever like talked about where, because yeah, I didn't realize that they were still in the house. But what I love about their stories is it's really like this unification of different family units from, mm-hmm. from their lives. And they're making it work. Yeah. And, like, it's hard, And right? it's something you see and hear about a lot in just, like, families <clears throat> around the world, uh, you know, having kids from previous marriages, et cetera, and then coming together and making a new family unit. And, yeah, how, and I, how do you go about navigating that? And I just, like, love his perspective of, like, living for the people that, you know, no longer could or that he knew that no longer can. And just being like, you know what? I'm going to do what I want how I want and 
even if this is hard, like there's a way to do it. If there's a will, there's a way. And I love that they both had that attitude going into it. And I think that that is something that was really strong for them of like, no, I really have feelings for you. I really like you. We can make this work, even though like it's going to be really hard (laughs) and it's going to get filmed. (laughs) I think the one thing I'm going to remember is the concept of the 51%. That's really cool. I've never heard that. I like that a lot. I might have heard it before, but I, I definitely forgot about it. And and just them talking about it today, the yeah, the idea of I'm not just going to give 50%, but I'm going to go just a little bit further. You um, know, I'm really going to try. I'm going to pick up any slack that might be there because it's true. You can't be, you can't both be 100-100 all the time. Um, you have good days. You have bad days. And needing to balance that with your partner, we're all human. And so just the idea of, yes, I love my partner so much and I love my family that I'm going to go just a little bit further beyond. I'm going to push myself to to really pick up that slack and, yeah, give it my all. So mm-hmm. I like that. How what, what percentage do you think I was at when I was rearranging and painting our bedroom all by myself? 110%, Michael. 110%. 110%. Thank you. No. Thank you. You were... You were looking out for us both. I, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the end. Can't wait to hear and see what's next for them. Yeah, I'm kidding? excited. That's going to be so fun. But until then, thank you so much for listening and for being a part of another episode of Who's Your Daddy. Make sure to leave us a rating and a comment. So we say that every time. And um, I don't think we... And we, we always say that it helps us. Um, essentially, it like helps this podcast maybe get out to people who are looking for it and i think what's really important that we talked um to them today about is just like representation visibility um so again we really appreciate any sort of um input that you could give to us a follow a like a rating a review all the things so we you can leave us an email at who's your daddy pod at gmail.com um, and find us on Instagram, yeah. TikTok, etc. We're on all the socials. Links are in the description for this and podcast. Go watch 90 Day Fiance every single iteration. But <laughs> if you want to start with Kenny Ar- and uh, Kenny and Armando's season, uh, it's great. They are on the other way, and they are the best. They are so fun to watch and learn from. It's quite a wild ride, and you will love it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's been the Who's Your Daddy podcast. Until next time, Daddy's, Daddy's out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.